everyone. Welcome back to the All of Us Latin Podcast. I'm your co-host, Edna. I'm Soma. And we want to welcome you back. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Today, we have a special guest. Um, this is my cousin, Janet. Hi. We wanted to bring her on today because she wanted to talk about a more sensitive subject um, involving pregnancy, um, postpartum, and all that fun stuff. Well, not fun, but <laughs> yeah, I was serious. Say, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she kind of wanted to bring it, talk about it to bring like awareness to topics like that, right? Yes, because I feel like in my pregnancies, I was learning as I was going along. And then when I talked to other moms, they're like, oh, I wish they would have told me what to expect, what could happen, what couldn't happen, how you're going to change, and this and that, not just like, oh my God, now this, oh my God, now that. Yeah, so we hope uh, expecting mothers can find this useful. And if you're planning to have a child in the future, you might find this useful as well. Um, Ever since I can remember growing up with you, you always talked about wanting to get married and starting a family. Like, that's all you ever talked about. You know, like you wanted your fairy tale, um, (laughs) Prince Charming and family. Yes. I always wanted kids. I knew I wanted to get married. I wanted kids and live happily ever after. But it did not start off that way. I met my now husband when I was 21. And then we had our first when I was 22. So it happened really fast. I went right into pregnancy. I didn't get married or nothing like that. So I got pregnant. I met him and got pregnant three months was um Valerie with her name's Valerie her first child yeah was she planned pregnancy I thought she was a surprise but he said it was planned like he he met me he saw me he knew that I was gonna be the mother of his children how long were you guys together when you guys had your first baby so I met him in the beginning of 2013 I'm gonna say January March and then three months later I got pregnant Dang, right to it. (laughs) Three months, damn. But I'm like, that's a little messed up that he didn't tell you he wanted a child. Even though I know you've always wanted one, but like, I would want to know. But I I mean, I take part into it because I wasn't doing anything to prevent it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I saw him, I just knew it. Like, I told my sister because my sister was with me. I was like, I'm going to marry him. I want to have his kids. And that's it. There was no, oh, I have other plans that I just knew. <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i assuming he felt the same way. And how was that like, uh, finally going, experiencing your first pregnancy with the love of your life? I'm assuming, right, he was the love of your life? Yes. I wouldn't change it, but I wish I would have taken my time to get to know him get to know myself more because we didn't really get to know each other in depth we got to know each other when you first fall in love and everything's great and everything's wonderful yeah so it was pregnancy and the hormones took over I was emotional I was like oh my gosh I remember one time we were at main place and this girl, she looked very beautiful in her blue dress. She was pregnant. He's like, oh, she looks pretty. So I don't look pretty. You look oh, wow. <laughs> It was the hormones just took over. But my pregnancy itself, it was 
easy. Mm-hmm. My pregnancy, I didn't suffer nothing. Everything was perfect. You didn't have, like, morning sickness? No, not with this one. This one was easy. I just got really sleepy the first few months. Wow. But other than that, it was him getting to know me pregnant, me getting to know him. I mean, even just getting to know each other. <laughs> yes. And your families, and now you're going to start a family yes. in three months. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I would have taken my time getting to know him and him yeah. getting to know me not pregnant. Yeah. Did you guys move in as soon as you were pregnant? Or how soon did you guys move in together? I think he wanted to do what a lot of people, a lot of couples were doing, where he stays where he wherever he's at, and I okay. stay wherever I'm at. But I was like, no, either you're gonna stay with me and you're gonna move in and take responsibility, or this relationship is is over. Like, well, yeah, because I don't know how that would work out when there's like a baby involved, especially like middle of the night type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. who's gonna take over? Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm pregnant. I wanted someone to take care of me, especially him. I'm like, what if I get cramps at night? Or yeah, what if I'm breathing? What, what if you need someone to drive you somewhere or something? Like, it's, yes. it's, it's not great yes. if you guys don't live together. So I basically gave him an ultimatum. I was like, either you move in with me or it's over. And he moved in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. A little, maybe a little forced. Yeah. But... You had to do what you had to do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I always hear men saying, why don't you tell me what you want? Okay, well, this is what I want. (laughs) Yeah. And how was that like, uh, moving in together? And because you don't really get to know a person until you actually move in with them. Like, there's a lot of learning. (laughs) Especially, like, with guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you guys have to take on each other's, like, habits. Because now you're in, like, the shared space. Yeah. So like sleeping habits, cleaning, yeah, like all that, and you know, it can sometimes it can cause a problem for some people. Well, it caused problems because one, I really didn't know him, know mm-hmm. him, and I'm getting to know him, him living with me, and we are. If you saw some paper, you would never put us together mm-hmm. during that time. I was up by seven. Late to me, late was seven thirty. Oh, early bird. Yes, <laughs> and I was Those. like. It, it's it's eight. It's nine. Nine thirty. Ten. Oh and God. I'm there, like wanting him to wake up. Finally. Get dressed up. I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do when I first wake up. Is I fix as long as my bed is fixed, I can continue yeah. my day. And I'm there and opening the blinds. Yeah. All passive aggressive. Making noise. Yes. Start vacuuming. Yes. <laughs> Slamming the drawers. <laughs> that little, it seems so small to, it's, it may seem small, but it No, I mean, big. it's a part of your, like, morning routine, <laughs> yeah. so like, I think it, it is important because it sets you up for the rest of your day, you know? Yeah. And if you don't have, like, yeah. a good morning, I feel like that can, like, fuck up, like, your whole day. Yeah, and me, I would be in bed by 8, and he's like, I'm not going to bed at 8, 11.30, and I'm like, I... I Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll be in bed by eight and you'll be in bed by eleven thirty. Yeah, and yeah. I'll be up by seven and you'll be up at eleven. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I mean at least you guys came to that agreement. Yeah, yeah but it's like other little things you start finding out. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, well I'm already here, so let me learn as I'm going along. Yeah. Why you're pregnant. Why, Why are you pregnant? <laughs> 
Yes. So, yeah, so that was, I'm not going to say it was fun. It was very hard. We were both very young. How, how, how old were you? I was 21 at the time. Okay. And I had her, I got pregnant at 21. I turned 22 during my pregnancy. Okay. So we were very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I was always very sheltered growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. My mom really didn't teach us uh, about how like, to cook clean. It was all done for us mm-hmm. by her. So he he thought like I knew how to cook and I knew how to clean and I'm like he thought you were, you were gonna take that wife role like maybe not the wife role but he thought at least I knew how to cook I knew how to clean I knew how to take care of a home and I'm like uh no I <laughs> yeah. I I'll make you some dino nuggets. Yeah. And that's what I did. I made him dino nuggets and he'll never forget it. He came home from work. He's like, I'm, I'm really hungry. And I'm like, well, you want some dino nuggets? <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, I, looking at it now, we just jumped in right away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah. Now I, I can cook more than dino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I think you, you can make some pretty good food now. Yeah. I mean, you've taken, on some of, you've taken on some of your mother's uh, cuisine. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we were getting to know each other throughout the pregnancy. It was good. It was bad. It was... And what I mean bad is, like, he's still young. I'm pregnant, but he wants to go out. And I'm like, well, I have to stay in. So, that was also... Conflict. Conflict yeah. as well. But... With time, we grew, we learned, and... Was he a very hands-on uh, partner after oh, yeah. Valerie was born? Oh, with, with Valerie, he was really hands-on from the moment she was born. Because I had a C-section at the hospital. So she was in the ICE, uh, the NICU, mm-hmm. the NICU, because she was... I got a fever during pregnancy, so I passed it on to her. So he would be up and down, up and down. I was on one floor, she was on another. And he told me the first time he went into the the Nikki, mm-hmm. the Nikki place. I think the Nikki is where they put him inside. Mm-hmm. What the yeah, ICU? It's like, it's like the, the ICU. Yeah, it's like, like the ICU for babies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he walked in and he heard a baby cry, and he's like, "I just knew." And yeah, for sure, it was her. He. He informed the nurses, if you're going to change anything, formula, because she was formula fed, let me know. I'll bathe her. You don't bathe her. You know, I'll feed her. You don't feed her. Yeah. Very hands-on. Oh, that's good. From the moment she was born till now. Yeah. So, yeah, he was with me as well. Yeah, I was going to say, what about with you? Was he very attentive to you, too? Yes, very, very attentive. Are they sure? So since I had a C-section, I couldn't get up. Mm-hmm. So the the nurse showed him how to like clean me if I have difficulties at home. Like he changed my diaper. Mm-hmm. So very attentive. Will help me yeah. get up and all of that. So yeah. I want to talk about some um like Mexican beliefs. Yes. You know, like after you give birth. Yes. There are certain things that you need to follow, right? Yes. So with, I'm happy I did both because with my first pregnancy, I did what the doctors told me. I took, I don't know if you, I can even say like the American approach of what doctors, well, my mom said. Like the westernized? Yeah. So I listened to the doctors. This, the second day after I had her, they're like, oh, you could eat meat. You could eat whatever you want. After I went home, they're like, you can, after a week, you can start walking around, you know, try to go back to your daily routine. So I did that with my firstborn and I 
got a lot of back problems. I don't I don't know how to explain it in English, but me entra mucho frío en mi espalda. Like mm-hmm. I get a lot of you, you like get a cold. Yeah, you cold. get like a lot of chills in the yeah. in your spine. Yes, like if you turn on that that fan alone, like will hurt my my back. The AC, I can't have the AC on. You just feel it. And my mom, she's like, see, see. Because you didn't do what I asked you, what I told you to do, and now, you, now you're suffering. And what was that? What was that that she asked you to do? What I did in this last pregnancy, I did what you call the cuarentena. So I left the hospital. In my first pregnancy, I left the hospital with uh, jeans and like a regular t-shirt because it was hot. It was in March. Mm-hmm. And I just walked out. This pregnancy, from the moment I went into the hospital, I kept my beanie on. I had my hoodie. I had my sweatpants. I had my socks. I left the hospital like that. And the ladies looked at me like if I was crazy. And I was like, you want to go argue with my mom? (laughs) Go ahead. I didn't eat anything for my meals. It was just chicken broth. What is the caldo? Yeah. Yeah. For three, the four days that I was there. They're like, is that all you're going to order? I'm like, yes. Like, I don't want food. food. Okay. And then I did the quarantine. I stayed home. I told my husband from the beginning. like, So quarantine is just like, you're staying home. Yeah, for 40 days. Quarantine. Unless yeah, you have to quarantine. Go, yeah. Unless you have to go to your doctor's appointment with yeah. your children. But even when I went, hoodie, cotton balls in my ears, beanie, sweatpants, socks. What are the yeah. cotton balls for? So air doesn't go in your ears. Oh, okay. So I was watching a lot of YouTube videos from when parteras from Mexico. Um, and they say midwives. that yeah, midwives. When you um give birth, it's it's like you're releasing a heat. A lot of heat escapes your body, so your body's really fragile to colds, to air. So I didn't eat anything colds. The only thing I ate for at least the first 30 days was caldo de pollo, chicken soup, chicken soup, chicken vegetable soup, um, vegetable soup, oatmeal, and, and occasionally peanut butter jelly sandwich. And water, room temperature. Yeah. Our our friend Giselle also said yeah. that she's like I'm so over it. My mom just keeps bringing me caldo. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I feel like that's that happens a lot in other cultures too. Like in Indian culture, they yeah. also have like hot and cold type things. Like when you're a certain way, they tell you to only mm-hmm. eat hot things or only eat cold things. Yes, I also came up on some YouTube videos from Asia, and I'm not exactly sure what part of Asia, but they yeah. do that as well. The yeah. mom cooks hot meals yeah, mostly yeah. caldos and they take care of them they don't they don't clean they don't cook yeah so i healed much faster this time around like my, my your second pregnancy well, yes because i followed i'm like you know what i'm gonna i am a believer <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for sure <laughs> yeah so with my daughters when they get pregnant i'm, I'm gonna be like that i'll be like you're not going away <laughs> Yeah. Um, I know you struggled a lot prior to your second pregnancy, getting pregnant. I know you tried getting pregnant again for the longest time, but why did you want to have more kids? Like, is there, you just wanted to have more kids or was there a reason why you were so hesitant on having more kids? Well, I always wanted kids because I like kids. I'm like, if I like kids, imagine when I have my own, mm-hmm. I'm going to love them. But I, after I had my first born, I was on birth control for five years with the implant. I took it off and I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to get, pre- I'm, I'm Latina. I mean, I can get pregnant right away. Yeah. And to my surprise, I got pregnant, but it was going to be a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So that took me by surprise. Like I never thought that could happen to me. And of course, coming from a Hispanic family, everybody was 
putting in their, their two cents. Like, mm-hmm. all of my aunts are like, it's because you want birth control? That that messes you up. Yeah, I think I agree with them on that, though. Birth, yeah. I feel like birth control, because I had the implant on my arm, too. I think it does fuck you. It fucks with your hormones, like, so bad. Like, yeah. I had to get off of it, and then, like, I can see the big difference that it, it does to your body. Yes. Even I after agree. you take it off, it's, it's the, like, your hormones have to get back to normal. Yeah, so that happened, and I got really sad. Well, really, extremely sad. I wouldn't say depressed. I just got really sad. And then, so I was like, okay, we're going to try again. And then the next year after, I get pregnant, and it's a miscarriage. And for both of them, I ended up getting a DNC. What is that? DNC is when you, you're going to miscarry, and instead of just having having everything slow out naturally, you go in and have a procedure where they just clean you out. Oh, wow. Yes. So again, I was very disappointed. I didn't understand why. And you do you do go through emotions of like I'm okay but when you see women getting pregnant. Like I work with the public mm-hmm. so I would see really young girls get pregnant and I'm like Hello, like yeah. I would have like, a conversation. Why, why is that not happening to me? Like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, like I remember I told my husband I came home very mad because a homeless person came in, full on ready to have a baby. Like she, she could have had that baby right there, and I was so upset because I'm like, why, like why her and not me? But then that was me just being jealous of somebody having something that I could not accomplish at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, my husband's like, it's okay, like, we can try again. So on my third pregnancy, I could already tell when I would have a miscarriage because I would get really bloated right away. So the second miscarriage, I, the second, the third pregnancy when I had my miscarriage, I was like, I, I knew I was going to have a miscarriage because I compared the signs from the first part, pre- from the second pregnancy, but I was still hopeful. Like, yeah, maybe I'm just reacting different. So when I got pregnant the third time, I didn't get bloated. I was like, okay, I feel totally fine. I I feel like I'm not pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I feel good. So I went to a doctor's appointment and they insert the camera uh, vaginally and they couldn't find anything. So then they're like, oh, they're pulling their fallopian tubes. And I was like, oh my God. They're like, it can grow and you can die. And all I thought was die. And I was like, oh my gosh. They're like, okay, we're going to send you to the hospital so they can have, they can look at it better. So they did an ultrasound from the outside and vaginal and nothing. So they're like, we don't know where it is. Your life can be in danger. Like they kept saying die. And my husband's like, well, I don't want you to die. So just do what you think is best. I'm like, I can't think right now. I have to make a decision for me because my head is just my baby. Yeah. Like, even though it's very, very early, you just think my babies. So he's like, okay, what can we do? So they told him that we can give her a shot. It's almost like a chemo, what they give people who have cancer. Oh, wow. To get rid of the pregnancy. So my husband's like, okay, we can try to have another baby. You, there's not going to be another one. And this was because they couldn't find the egg or the... Yeah. So when you get an ultrasound, you can see the little little fetus there. Mm -hmm. It looks like a little dot, but you can see it. And mine was completely black. Mm -hmm. Like, you couldn't see nothing. So I got the shot, and then they take out blood to make sure that my hormones are going down. So then I go to my doctor the next day. And he comes in like, I don't know what's going on. I did everything by the book. And I'm like, what's going on? And then as soon as he inserts the camera, there were two little eggs. Oh, wow. 
And at that moment, I was very hopeful because he said, unless the, the what we gave you didn't take, which I don't think that's going to happen, you're not going to have this pregnancy. Damn. And I was, as much as I was sad, you know, you're just very hopeful. Yeah. But of course, the, the injection did what it had to do. And this time I miscarried naturally. Yeah. And that alone is painful painful from my thigh up to like the midsection of my abdominal and you just feel everything coming out for days for days for day i think it was like two weeks holy shit yeah and that's when i was like everyone thought everyone kept telling me you should sue you should sue yeah and i'm like i'm not gonna sue because it doesn't sit right with me I'm a big believer in people. Yeah. So I'm going to believe that he did what he felt was best. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have the energy. Yeah, it's a lot, assuming. Like, yeah. That's probably why a lot of times they, like, are glad that people, like, get over it because it's a lot of work. But they'll try to make it, like, really tough for people to sue. Yeah. Because it's mentally draining. You know? Yeah. So I didn't sue. And that's when, not to make the story too long, but I, I took a step back. And I was like, okay, let me feel what I'm, what I've been feeling. Let me release it now from the second miscarriage to where I am right now. Because you just tell people, oh, you know, yeah, I'm fine. It's okay. But deep down, you're just like, you're bottling it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I did. I went through the anger. I was like, I'm very angry. Yeah. I went through the jealous. I would criticize pregnant women. She's had four children. Why is she pregnant? Yeah. Not because I'm being mean or, or hateful. I was just jealous. Like they had something that I couldn't yeah. have. And then the realization that I, I am sad. I'm very mm-hmm. sad. And then finally, acceptance that there might be a possibility that I only have one child. And yeah. I have to be okay with that. Because there's women who don't have kids and would love to have one. So I went, it took me months, but I went through all the acceptance. And once I accepted it, it happened. A few months later, I got pregnant. Oh, maybe because you let go of all that. Your body let go of all that and it processed it. Yes. I feel like that has a lot to do with it. And my, um, how do you say it? I talk so much Spanish at work, I'm forgetting English. How do you say comadre? <laughs> Your um, goddaughter's mom. Mother. <laughs> It's like when your god oh godparents or yeah there you yeah, go godparents. okay godparents to her yes. daughter yes or... to my daughter okay to her yeah. daughter so she didn't want to work it she's like I have to I'm good she was protecting herself from getting pregnant yeah she became pregnant oh dang and she was scared to tell me because of how I would feel and I feel like the universe that's when I learned that the universe tests. You and I feel like looking back, the universe tested me and saying, Can you really be happy for somebody close to you that has something that you want? Yeah, so she told me, and our husbands were there, but they had left her in that moment. They told us, I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. When she told me, I'm not gonna lie, I was like taken back, like, Yeah, I'm I'm happy for you, congratulations. Yeah, but that's not really how you felt. I didn't feel any emotion, I was just like, No, no, yeah, like shock. Numb, numb and shocked. So then our husbands left to go to the liquor store. And then she was in the kitchen. I approached her. And I I hold her and I was like, I'm so happy for you. And that's when I just broke. 
And she's like, and she started crying too. She was like, I was so scared to tell you. And I cried and she hugged me. And then at the end, I gave this um, suspiro, like, like a sigh. Yeah. Yeah, like a relief breath. You know how when you watch movies and they cry and then they're like, (sighs) yeah. Like Mm -hmm. everything was let go. When that happened, I was genuinely happy for her. And I would ask her, how's your pregnancy? How's it going? How's the baby? Like, I wasn't jealous, I wasn't hateful, I wasn't nothing. Yeah, you were actually curious. No, I was really happy for her. Like, I was genuinely happy. If I didn't get pregnant, it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, you were were finally content. I was finally at peace. Yeah. That, one, I can not be jealous of somebody else and actually be happy for them. And then I got pregnant right after her. And that's when I feel like I look back and I say, the universe tests you. And it was the hardest test of my life. How was your second pregnancy, though? Oh, that one? That one was very hard from the beginning. I felt like God was like, you want this baby? It's not going to be easy. Morning sickness right away. I couldn't eat nothing. Headaches. Sleepy. Sleepy. I was sleepy all the time. I had no energy. I felt so bad for my eight-year-old because she's so used to me being like, let's go to the park. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. I'm like, Valerie, like, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. I got very swollen. Super swollen. Just sick. I was sick throughout the whole pregnancy. And then my delivery, it was C-section as well. So I already knew what to expect. Yeah. But this time I healed faster because I did the quarantine and oh no. Like you did what your mom tell you to do. I did what my mom told me to do. And I'm so happy that I did. And I'm happy at I did both because then I could actually say, I tried it this way and I've done it that way. And for me, I felt it better the second time around. The mm-hmm. resting, the you don't cook, you don't clean, you just spend time for yourself and your baby. But something else I did with the second pregnancy is I disconnected from everything. Social media, just if you call me, I would pick up or message me. I read a lot of journals. I really focused on my pregnancy. I would take baths and I would, after I was done taking a shower, I would lay naked on the bed, just really taking in my pregnancy, feeling my belly, feeling her move, conversating with her, reading a lot, listening to podcasts about all types of religions, because I'm very open to all of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can learn a lot from different religions. And, and just on the slut and podcast. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and just taking time for me, not letting the outside noise come in, yeah. come into this. And I continued that after I had her. No, no social media, no nothing. Just focusing on me and my baby. <laughs> Do you feel like you had any postpartum? Yes, my first pregnancy, I believe, I had postpartum for at least six years. And for being six on, years, and being on birth control, I think played a big role on it. Postpartum because I'm in a new relationship. I just had a baby. I don't really know who I am. During that time, I was very, as a woman, very people-pleasing to my husband. I don't want him getting mad. I, you know, I want him to be happy all the time. And I lost a lot of hair, so that doesn't help. And then I got on birth control, and I just felt really sad all the time. And the times I feel like I was happy, it probably wasn't genuine happiness. Disassociate? Yeah, like, I was happy, but, like, how you see those memes, like, 
I'm happy, but if I take off my, my mask, mm-hmm. I'm just sad or numb or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you ever look at your child and just, like, not not want your child? You know, I didn't. I never not wanted her, but something that I barely told my husband this pregnancy and that I talked to other people who had children that I would, let's say, I'm with, I was with my baby. She's sleeping perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Instant thought, what would happen if I just put a pillow over her face? Intrusive thoughts. Yeah. And right away I'd be like, oh my God, like what's wrong with me? And I would pray. And then I'll go away. I we I could be standing holding her in a public place and just again, what would happen if I just let her go? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I just thoughts. And I was telling that to my friend and she's like, That happened to me too. But if I we feel like if you tell anybody, they're automatically gonna think you're gonna she's do it. Crazy. Yeah. So I was like, I told my husband, I was like, you know, when Valerie was born, the thought of just like putting a pill over her face popped up and right away I would be like, oh my God, what, what's wrong with me? Like I would never, and I would step away. And that's when I had to be like, is my mind more powerful than me? Mm-hmm. So when I hear, when I hear women who throw their babies off like parking lots after they have them and they're like, I didn't want to, I don't know what happened. I understand. That the intrusive thought took over. The, yes. So either yeah. you're stronger than your mind, or your mind's gonna win. Yeah, I feel like humans, like we normally, we all have intrusive thoughts. Because I learned that, like on TikTok, people like they talk about their intrusive thoughts too. Yeah. Like, oh my god, if they see like a kid, like what if I push that little kid down, or what if I kick that dog? Like we all have them, but we don't yes. talk about it. But yeah, those are like intrusive thoughts yeah. that people have. But yeah. when you're a new mom, people just expect you to be like, oh my god, I love my baby. And yes, you you love your baby, but. The reality is there's a dark side to pregnancy. Yeah. And he was shocked. He's like, had he done something like that, you wouldn't be here. And I'm like, well, I know. I know that. But how could I have told you during that time? Like, hey, you know, the thought just, well, I'm washing dishes. Hey, the thought of just me putting a pillow over my baby's head came to my mind. Yeah. You're going to be like. Lock her up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, our hormones are out of whack, too, during that time. So I can see how that can, like, fuck up your, like, psyche, you know? So something that I learned this pregnancy that I want to do now with my children, but, like, if my cousins have kids or friends that I'm close to have kids, you really do need a village to raise a kid. You really do. And somebody to look after you. How are you doing? How are you feeling today? Mm -hmm. Because you alone, you will, just you with your baby and your thoughts alone, and if you're not feeling well, it can be dangerous, I feel. Mm -hmm. So um, I had my mom often, my cousins, my husband would talk to me, he would FaceTime me a lot. I had my eight-year-old, which helped, but you need a village. Mm -hmm. You need a group of friends, a group of women to be there for you. That's a great tip um, to just reach out, you know, if you have friends who just gave birth. Yes. You know, be there for them as much as you can. Um, Because like she said, you know, she felt very lonely. Um, Or no, she didn't feel lonely because she had a bunch of support, but other women feel really lonely. And I've actually talked to a lot of other people when you told me that story about, you know, the pillow stuff I when I talked to other women about that they all told me the same thing like yeah like that's a thing like that that happened to me and it's just something that no one really likes to talk about because of perception and like of what other people think but it's like it's it's a real thing yeah it's it's real and now now I understand more now that I'm 
older, I really, really wanted to get as much of my pregnancy experience I learned as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that way I know to help other people. You know, when my sister decides to have a baby, be there for her. And Mm -hmm. I know... Maybe that's why you went through it, too, so you can help others. Yes. Even, like, talking about it now, you can help others, too. Yeah. Because they can be like, what's wrong with me? Why am I having these thoughts? And just know that. Other people have those experiences as well. Yeah. So when pe- when I go to the doctor, they're like, oh, you're six weeks up, you're fine, you can go. No, no. I feel like pregnancy should be the moment you could see after you have your baby and at least a year. Let your body heal. Let your mind. I feel like a lot of cultures do that. Like they, yeah. they emphasize, even when you're on your period, a lot of cultures yes. are like, they'll keep you in like the tent until you're like menst- while you're menstruating you know that's crazy not wow. a year though well i mean saying like different cultures maybe not i know I, yeah <laughs> i'm just saying like it sucks here because like yes. you don't even get that much time of maternity leave and i know like in other countries or like in other places they give you a lot of paid maternity leave and stuff mm-hmm. like right here they want you back to work as soon as you're ready yeah. to go back. right here it's like oh you had a vaginal oh you- you'll be back to work in four weeks you had our C-section, you get two extra weeks. And no, for you, for your baby, I feel like mostly for the mother. If the mother is good, then the family's good, you're good. And that's what I always told my husband. If I heal faster and I take time for myself these 40 days, I'm going to be good. Yeah. Like, I need time for myself. I need you to help me. I need help. I can't do this on my own. What and is, like, the most important thing that you've learned throughout your experience that you feel is important be open to learn and be open to people wanting to help you don't be stubborn yes yes i understand like we're like i'm I'm strong i can do it but even strong people need help and just if somebody says hey you know i'll come wash your i'll come clean your house i'll come clean your bathroom so you don't have to do it oh please that will really help me a lot instead of being like no i can take it (laughs) Take, take it, it. <laughs> yeah. Take it because it, it. That's what I've learned. Be open to help and be open to learning. And another thing that I learned is the phrase "I'm gonna go back to." I feel like my normal self. You shouldn't feel like your normal self because you're not the old you anymore. You just went through pregnancy. You just had a baby. Go mm-hmm. through what you just created another. Yeah, life. Yes. I feel like that's important because yes. moms are ready to bounce back to what they used to be. Yes, and now now you're better. Now look what you've done in nine months, and look what you had to accomplish healing, getting your mind together. You're not supposed to feel like you're normal. And self. your hormones are going to be out of whack too. Yes. You know, you just created a being out of your body yes. you know i'm pretty sure yes. like your mineral deficiency hormones out of whack literally just birth something like yeah like right now i'm going through the hair loss phase so that's why i say pregnancy is not over once you have a baby yeah right now i'm going through the hair loss phase and my husband he's like hairs hairs everywhere hairs everywhere everywhere <laughs> like i opened my um daughter's drawer Three hairs, just random. Yeah. My daughter to my eight-year-old, she's like, Mom, there's hair everywhere. And she'll see, like, when I brush my hair and I'm I'm walking and it just falls off. That can be really depressing, too. For sure, dude. So. I already lose hair. I can imagine, like, after you're pregnant. Yeah. Like, Stanley, my dog, sometimes he'll get dingleberries after he poops. He'll have, like, a little poop sticking out of his butt. And I'll be like... (laughs) Stanley, come here. And I, like, take it out, and it's my my hair attached to the dingleberry. I'm like, oh, shit. He's, He's like, hair. pulling that shit out. I'm like, oh, shit. 
Yes, and then depending how your body is going to change too. If you have, if you come from a, I can only talk about Mexican families. Yeah. If you have a Mexican family, your tías are like, quedaste bien gorda, or, you know, or oh, you're too skinny, or this, or that. Damn. You know, tell them respectfully, you know, I don't appreciate those comments. Lady, yeah, that's crazy. I I feel like my family is not really traditional like that, so I never, I Mom and aunts are chill. Like, I never had experienced that, but I know everyone talks about, like, yes. the aunts being fucked up. I feel like, my aunts are dope, but that's, like, messed up. They literally just shame you. Like, passive-aggressive. Yeah, yeah, like, que loving gorda. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You're like, is it? Or is it? Are you insulting me and yeah. telling me it's okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I adjusted to my body. I was about, I had the body like how my cousin has it yeah. before I had kids. And then after I just got really thin. It's like super, like super thin. I would, I went down to at least a hundred pounds. When I get, when I got pregnant, the first time I was 145 pounds. And then a month after I had her, at least a hundred pounds. Damn. Yeah. At like 105, so like a little bit skinnier than me. Yeah. And then now I have to adjust to that. Imagine I was yeah. like, all your clothes is baggy and stuff. I was like, what happened to my chest? What yeah. happened to my hips? Welcome what? to the club, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to adjust to that. And she's so skinny. I remember I work where there's predominantly older Hispanic ladies. Oh, and they'll tell you too. Then the, they hold nothing, but you have no butts. Oh my god. Oh my god. You are like, in Spanish, they said, quedaste bien seca, which means you, you like dry. You are very dry. Damn. So imagine you're, what you, you tell them in that moment. Well, at that time I was very young, so you just laugh. <laughs> You'd be like, ask your husband. He doesn't think so. <laughs> You know, at the moment, you're just like, uh uh-huh, yeah. But then when you have your alone time in the mirror, it's like, oh, shit. Like, look at me. Yeah. Like, what happened to my boobs? I have no boobs. Yeah. (laughs) But then I had to. Now that's inner work that you have to do. Yeah. This is my body now. It is what it is. You know, some people are thin and then they have kids and they they have boobs, they have butts, they have hips. For me, it was the opposite. I lost everything. Or it can be like they get really big after too. So yeah. it can fluctuate. Yeah, know? it's just you don't know how your body's going to react. Mm-hmm. So when I had this baby, my second child, I already knew. I'm like, okay, the father of might be thin. I, I, I'm thin now. She's four, going to be five months next, uh, next week. Yeah. I did lose the weight. I just didn't get as thin. Yeah, I, I, um, you're kept, able to eat. Yeah. You're able to, is it the eating part that you think made you thinner? I think genetics. Okay. I think genetics and I think what you're going through at the time. During my first pregnancy, like I said, new relationship, getting to know each other, new stresses. Yeah. Depression. I think that played a big role. Mm-hmm. This time, I, I remember we were sitting in the living room and I just started crying. And my husband's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I'm just so happy, but I'm crying because I can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, it's happy tears. Yeah. It's not sad tears. They're happy tears. And... And I was like, I'm just happy. I'm happy that I, I'm happy that I have my baby. I'm just crying because I can't do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. So this time around, I was in a, we are in a good place, healthy. I'm healthy. Our relationship is healthy. Took the time for me and took the time, took some time with him. 
you know, by ourselves, mm-hmm. going out, talking. Because even though we weren't together for that much longer, you realize that during conversations you learn something new about them. And like, oh, I didn't know that about you. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. they'll be like, well, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So that was really nice. So we yeah. kept it very private. We got more close than ever. Yeah. And we got what we both wanted was another What's life as a mom now? It's hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard for me because I love my kids. I do. And the time that I was home with both of them, that's when uh, I can't be a stay-at-home mom. Like, this is gonna drive me crazy. (laughs) Like, there's some people who could stay home and they're like, yes, this is for me. I'd rather go to work because I feel like a stay-at-home mom is a much harder job. 24-7. 24. You have no break. Yeah. At least work is a, an escape. Like a, it's a, a break. mental break. Yes. At work, I'm not a mom. I'm yeah. not taking care of nobody. Yeah. It's just my job. And you get to socialize with adults. And you get to socialize. So I told my one of my cousins who was a stay-at-home mom for many years, I was like, I don't know how you did it. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. Like. My husband's like, stay home. I'm like, no. <laughs> Unless you want to argue every day. Like, yeah. I know that. That will not make me happy. Yeah. And I tell them, I'm a good mom going to work. Yeah. And I come home excited to see you, excited to yeah. cook, excited to clean, excited to make plans. Yeah. If I'm home all day, I'm just waiting for you. Like, mm-hmm. how was your day? What did you do? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Yeah, I can see that. So me mm-hmm. as a stay-at-home mom, that's something I discovered of myself as I, I can't do it. And something else that I discovered is I like my sleep. Mm. looking back I'm like well maybe it's a good thing that I didn't have five six kids that I wanted yeah (laughs) because I like my sleep like when our baby was a few weeks my husband knows I need my sleep so he would stay up with her he's like because you don't function if you don't sleep I need at least seven hours and what about now do you see yourself having another kid or if it happens it happens I would like to but them coming out already like four (laughs) I no, I feel the, like the beginning process is a lot. It's it's a lot, and to be honest, I feel like okay, I got what I wanted, and I know I could be a great mom to two kids. I don't know if I can dedicate the same amount of time that I am with them right now. If I had more, because right now my eight year old's in school, so I'm all day with my with my baby, and that's what I like. She gets to have me to herself, just mm-hmm. like how my eight year old had me to herself yeah. for a good amount of years. If I had another one. I will welcome it and will love it. I just feel like I wouldn't give it the time that it needs. Mm-hmm. And there's things I also want to do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. What about you guys? What do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? Kid-wise? What do you mean? <laughs> but you know what? The doctor, he did tell me, if you're going to have a kid, have it right now. He's like, you are 30. You're going to be 32. You got... 32, 33, 34, that's when we start testing it for any, like, Down syndrome. They yeah. might come with certain, you know, I don't know what the proper word is, but. Yeah, for sure. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't. That's why no. now I emphasize, I'm like, have your kids early. Because imagine, I, I already have this one. If you're going to have another one, you're going to be more soon. I mean, I have Stanley. He's <laughs> right there. But kids are amazing. Kids. Kids, I don't know. Yeah. They're awesome. And not just my kids. Like, I see my nephews. and I'm just I mean, they're the future. They're the future. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see what uh, God, the universe, has in store <laughs> for me. But I, right, as of right now, um, 
Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, it happens. Uh-huh. If it happens, it happens, but I'm really careful that it doesn't. <laughs> Save him some miracle, then yeah, yeah. sure, but yeah. yeah. No, it's it's the one thing that you will do everything for. No, for sure. Not even like, I think it's really beautiful like when people make kids and then bring kids into this world. For me personally, I'm just scared of like the process and then it's just like scary, like loving something so much because now like you're just worried for the rest of your life, like about this thing you created, you know, and you yeah. want to do the best for this being. And I don't know if I'm like mentally there to dedicate that like yeah. part of me. It's because like how I say you're never ready because you don't know what kind of kid you're going to have. Yeah. Like. That's okay. the scary part. <laughs> I mean, if I have kids, they're going to be awesome, I know. Like, my sister, like, I'm very calm. I've always been very calm, very mellow. And then my sister's very loud. She would throw tantrums. Yeah. Wild child. Yeah, so my mom's like, you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So, to prepare, you can't prepare until it's here. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I wouldn't. It, I wouldn't change it. To me, that they made me realize more how f- much more family is important because I don't ever want to be. Al- I know uh, I see a lot of things on Instagram like isolate yourself, me time, and yeah, that's great. But family, is no, yeah, family, community. I think more people should be having kids, honestly, because we're having a population decline right now. And can well, can we repeat that, that again, lady? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, was, I told my cousin yesterday. I was like, I wonder how many babies are going to be born in September. Because right now it's like lovey season. It's yeah. October. It's everybody's cuddle weather. Cuddle weather. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, we'll see. See. Let's see how many babies are born in, in September. And um, so to wrap it up, I want to ask you, like, what is, like, advice you would give to, like, mothers that are struggling with also, like, infertility? infertility? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know a lot of people are struggling with that right now. Like, the numbers are crazy. Like, now, nowadays, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I see it all over, like, to talk to, um, like, someone going through that. I feel like what you said has to do a lot with birth control because I'm debating about going on birth control. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, how does the oral pill affect the mind? And it tells you how it affects the yeah, brain. Yeah, they don't tell you that. I got they like I got birth control when I was like a teen. And you did all forms of birth control. Yeah, I tried a bunch of them because they were all making me crazy. But I, I ultimately ended up with the one in my arm. Mm-hmm. And like they don't like they're just like so eager to give teenagers like birth control. They're yeah. just like, here, have this, have try this. And like especially when we're barely developing in that age and we're going through yes. puberty. To put something in your body that fucks with your hormones, like I don't know, it's like and this is I don't what think it's good. This is what I tell young girls who I meet at work. I'm like, I understand that we all want to experience pleasure, you know. Yeah. In our early twenties, we're like, well, you know, we want to for fun, you know, we deserve it. But I'm like, if you really look at it. It was pleasure to make a baby. It was supposed to feel 
great. And that's what sex is. It's to make a baby. So when women go on birth control, especially like myself for many years, I'm not a believer that it does affect you. Like, you can't tell me otherwise. Oh, wait, that, what do you mean? Like, if you go on birth control for so many years, I do feel like that, that affects you. When oh, you're yeah, ready for to sure. Start. I think for sure, too. I think it fucks with your hormones. Yeah. And it just does all kinds of things. Just because I, like, I was on birth control for so long. But your baby yeah, I is... Feel like, <laughs> That's like, what I use like. condoms. I feel like that that would be the best alternative. But I know yeah. some people are like totally against condoms, but like, ugh. We want the whole magical gonna, experience. You're gonna fuck with your hormones, girl. And then yeah. when you fuck with your hormones, it's like so many things come with that. Yeah. Weight gain, weight loss, ac- hormonal acne. Like, oh god, so many things. Your mood. Yeah. Like, whether you're active to do stuff, whether you're depressed, anxiety, like, everything goes back to hormones. So, like, I would just advise people. So, here's, here's what I think. I'm like, so, I was looking back, I was like, so, as women, we menstruate. That sucks. Yeah. If we don't take care of ourselves, they say it's our fault that, you know, we got pregnant with so-and-so and so-and-so. And then I have to take care of myself during pregnancy. Then I have to take care of myself after pregnancy. And then I have to think, oh, my God, well, I'm reaching an age where if I don't have kids soon... There might be complications. And then I have menopause. I'm like, do we ever get a break? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, being a woman is it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Why do men get an easy pass? Well, I mean, if you guys look at it, we do go through a lot of shit. But guys go through a lot of shit, too, because who's fighting, like, all the wars? Who's, when, you, when you're in trouble, who do you call men? Cops? Well, yeah, I uh, agree. Firefighters? You know, they're the ones that don't talk about their emotions, so they also have to deal with depression and anxiety. Yeah. So, like, we both have a difficult life. We're just different, you It's know? just different obstacles. Yeah. Different so, it's like, things. whether you want to be a man, you're going to have to live the world kind of by yourself. Yeah. Isolated and do all the toughest jobs. Oil rigs. All that shit. Dude. If I hear a noise, I'm sending you. Yeah. I'm not going to go. Yeah. So, I feel like they also have it tough, too. So you have to choose, like, what what would you prefer, you know? Yeah. Like, going through the woman aspect of it or the male aspect of it? I mean, I do like being catered to. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't so want much. to be a guy. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be a guy. We have to do a lot of, like, tough manual work that but, yeah. we don't. But we do have to do with a lot of, like, the other aspect of it. Creating a life and our body's different, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't switch it. I love being a girl. Yeah. I love my husband. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. I'll bleed for seven days if you guys do all the heavy lifting. I don't want to pick up anything. But something I learned, something I would give advice to is get to know somebody. Tell them what you want right away. Like if you want to have kids, you know, I want a serious relationship. I want to. I do want to have kids, or I don't want to have kids if it happens. It wouldn't bother me if it doesn't happen. It wouldn't bother me Mm -hmm. because. I feel it's also important to tell the other person. Communication. Yes. What if they don't want kids and you do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you think you can change their mind and they're like, I can change him. (laughs) No, sweetie. No, you cannot, girl. You cannot. (laughs) And uh, get to know them. Get to know yourself. And um, just be open to constructive criticism. Yeah, I feel like that's hard. Even sometimes for me, too, like getting constructive feedback. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you feel it. Like, you can just be like, mm-hmm. you're just it. criticizing me. It's like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> and just 
live live the life that you're going to be happy living. Yeah. And for me, it's ch- my my children. Mm-hmm. I I now have them, and now I'm like, okay, two. I'm gonna show them the things that I want to accomplish yeah. that I feel are big. Yeah, you know, and don't don't fall into the pressures of well, now you have two kids now. They each make their room. I'll be like. Yeah, we all slept in one bedroom, yeah. like many of us. You know, you need a house. You need this. No, just, just mold them to be good people. You yeah, know? that's what I, I always say. Most. I think that's the cool thing about like, if I had to decide what's the coolest thing about having kids is like, you get this little person that you can like turn into like a cool version of you. You know, teach them all the yes. lessons you've learned, all the cool things you're into. You know, but you know, like, you realize they will teach you more. Yeah. Um, my daughter, she was real quick. My daughter was going to school and she was describing her friend like, oh, you know, my friend, you know, uh, the one with curly hair and she's a little güerita. So I said, I was like, oh, the, I was like, the güerita, the girl with the light skin, light skin. She was like, light skin. No, the girl with curly hair. Oh yeah. Like she doesn't see color. She doesn't see color. Like they don't. Or if you do, I remember somebody who were at a store and said, Somebody said La Negrita, and my, my, which means like little black woman. Yeah. Or like, little, or like a, it was a little girl. Little black girl. Yeah. And the, right away she was like, why, why didn't you just say like the girl with the pink dress? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, we tend to describe people based on what they look like, mm-hmm. especially their skin color. Mm-hmm. And she stopped me from doing that. I'll be like, wait, which friend? The one with curly hair? I'm yeah. trying to get every detail. Like the <laughs> one with curly hair, the short with one. The glasses. With the glasses. <laughs> and yeah, they will, they don't see color. They don't see differences. They just see a friend. Mm-hmm. Someone that makes them happy. And they will, they'll keep, they'll, they'll tell you what's up. They'll tell you what's up. Yes. Listen, mom. Yes, listen. So even that I changed because I was brought up describing somebody, hola, la abuelita, hola, morenita, you know, the little white girl, the little darker girl, and now I don't do that. I try to describe, oh, the one with the jeans, with the Nikes, with, you know, whatever they're wearing. Yeah. So you will learn, but kids are amazing. Have a kid that you know you're going to give a good life and spend time with them. Because looking back, I think, what made me a happy kid? That just don't all spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And kids are not expensive. It's what, I still take my eight-year-old to Dollar Tree. Yeah. And she'd be the happiest kid in the world. She's like, hell yeah, I get, yes. I get a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah, I teach her a lot about that like you know not to be materialistic not to be materialistic yeah to value what she has and don't let the ipad teach your kids Mm -hmm. that's one thing i'm very big on no ipad kids no i'm like if we're gonna be watch tv that way i can see what you're watching (laughs) but you will learn a lot about yourself about them and they'll open you up to so much and they they make you change for the better yeah, that's what I can give to you. <laughs> that's Thank great you advice. so much for sharing. Uh, we're so happy to have you on here and sharing everything that you did. Yeah, especially like today. difficult topics. Too. Yeah, these are like very sensitive subjects that a lot of people don't like want to share. Yeah, people will benefit from it and they'll learn. It's great that you opened up. Yeah, these, I feel like these are these are conversations happen, happening, but within um, close doors. Confianza. Oh, okay. Confidentiality. Yeah, people you really confine in and you know are not going to say anything versus like letting the world know. Everybody really talking about it. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, but it's crazy to see how a lot of people go through the same situations. And then it's like you look at it and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not the only one. Yeah. So that's very helpful too. Yeah, you're not. I feel like once you open up to people and you let you share a piece of you with them and they share a piece of you like you find out that you are not that much different you want the same thing happiness you want to be happy and you want to be loved and you want to feel safe and i'm so happy that i have all of that in my little home (laughs) it took a took a while but but we got got there there. (laughs) yeah you got it there I'm yeah. so happy for you. I know this Thank was, you. Uh, it's been a hard journey for you, and I'm so happy that you're Thank you for there. opening up and coming here. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this one. See you on the next one. <laughs> Bye.